Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an incredible audio masterclass for you today. Free your mind and heart. Live the life you desire with Kip Brooks. Now, who is Kip Brooks? Well, he's a certified trainer and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming and holds certificates in leadership development, neuroscience, mental and emotional release, and hypnosis from the Association for Integrative Psychology. He's a best-selling author, international speaker, and a breakthrough coach and co-founder of Mental and Emotional Freedom. So get ready to dive into this masterclass after we thank our sponsor. You and I both know hiring quality candidates isn't easy, but there's a place where hiring is so simple and smart. Zip Recruiter. Post your job with one click, then Zip Recruiter does the work for you. Their powerful matching technology scans millions of resumes across this network of hundreds of job boards to find the right people for your job and then actively invite them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try Zip Recruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So Kip, say what's up to Fire Nation and uh, share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What is up, Fire Nation? This has been a long time coming. I said this <laughs> actually, um, something you don't even know uh, JLD is. I set this as a goal uh, when I first heard your podcast years ago. Whoa. I guess uh, 2014. Um, I was like, I'm going to be on that show. I was like, I've got to be a part of that. And um, and then actually, interestingly enough, lost everything, literally lived out of my car for a little while. Um, not because of anything on the show. Um, but <laughs> well, you followed some advice from the show. You lost everything. You became a bum. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, from things that I learned from following the show and mm. everything else I learned, I, you know, back on top and better than ever. So, um yeah, a lot of people don't realize that uh, I did that because actually friends at the time didn't even really know. Very few people wow. had any clue. Wow. Um, and yeah, climb back out and so grateful for it. And so, yeah, want to start this off actually with giving a huge uh, gratitude to you, JLD, for the work you're doing. And I uh, like to say it's it's helped me tremendously. I've learned so much from past guests and yeah, I'm so honored to be here and hopefully be a part of the same journey for somebody else. Well, listen, brother, I received that gratitude and I really appreciate it. And, you know, I just want to say congratulations. Goal accomplished. You are now on Entrepreneurs on Fire four years after setting that goal. So Fire Nation, what goals are you setting? Like shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, guess what? You land amongst the stars. And I know some of you guys cringe when I say that because it's kind of corny, but hey, I love it. So it's my show. <laughs> but Kip, what I want to really turn the spotlight and focus on today is this masterclass that we've created for Fire Nation. And the title of this masterclass is Free Your Mind and Heart. Live the life you desire. These are things that I feel like people really do want. What do they really want? They want to live the life they desire. But a lot of people don't recognize that that comes from freeing your mind and your heart. We're going to kind of be going through that process today. So the first thing I kind of want to dive into around this topic is overcoming depression because this is something that is so much more prevalent out there in the world today than people talk about, number one. Number two, it's so much more prevalent in the entrepreneurial world than we talk about. Now, that's number two. And, you know, for me, like a lot of people will say, like, John, you always sound so happy and upbeat and energized, you know, on Entrepreneurs on Fire. And I am because I'm talking to great people, but 
But you know, that's not me 24 hours a day. I have my ups, I have my downs, I have my low points, my struggles, my times when I'm just like, ugh, like I don't even want to get out of bed in the morning because it's just living life. It's being a human being. So Kip, let's talk about overcoming depression. What's the process around that? Step number one of anything really is, you know, we have a five-step process to get people through whatever they need to overcome and get them to their goals, even if they're not technically trying to overcome anything in their mind. But, you know, to get anywhere, we've got to overcome something, right, to get to some new territory. And step one is awareness. Now, typically, groups like, you know, Fire Nation already have a pretty good awareness because they're here, right? They're looking for more information, a better way to do things. And with depression, it's or any um, any mental and emotional issues. It's tapping into that, figuring out where it comes from. And a huge part of it so often, it's so sad that it comes from comparison. You know, we're, we're always comparing to, oh, they've they've got the better car. They've They've got the better house. They have the better family. And it's all these comparisons. And we, when we do that, we never come up as the winner, right? It's, um, you know, I I love it. Uh, One of my mentors, Jack Canfield, once told me, he said, if you're going to compare yourself to, you know, uh, John McElroy on his tennis skills, well, compare your skills to not exploding every chance something doesn't go your way (laughs) to his. He's like, keep it fair. And that really opened up my mind. I was like, you're right. And, you know, I won't go into all the boring statistics and everything. You can Google those all day long. Um, But, yeah, depression and anxiety and all these, um, quote unquote, mental disorders are on a rise. And especially with social media, because everybody only puts on social media the good stuff. Right. Very few people get 100 percent real there. And it's like, hey, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. And so it's even more in our face. It's constantly comparing ourselves to thinking about what we don't have and not looking behind the scenes of that. But it comes being able to overcome. It just starts with getting that awareness and realizing where it comes from and then changing our language. And let me jump in here for a second, Kip, because I'm such a big believer in this Fire Nation that I want to give you kind of my perspective as well. There are words that I do live by. There's a lot of words that I live by, granted, but these are definite words that I live by. Compare and despair. If you compare mm-hmm. yourself to other people, you are just going to despair. I mean, I get it. It's normal. It's, it's part of being a human being to compare. But if you just sit around and do that, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Because like what? If somebody compares themselves, you know, this just starting their podcast today to me, of course, they're going to be a little despair, you know, of what I've accomplished. But if I, uh, if I compared myself day one to other people, I would have despaired. Or what if right now today, I compare myself to Mark Cuban or Richard Branson or Elon Musk, and I'm like, oh my God, look what they've accomplished. Like I... It never stops. When you play that comparison game, it literally never stops. And Kip, I'm a huge believer that you should be comparing yourself to one person. And that one person that you compare yourself to is you yesterday. And if you're winning that comparison, you're winning at life. When Kip you know, hit the lowest points that he hit, then all he had to do was compare himself to yesterday and say, hey, am I a little bit better than that lowest point? And then over time, over these four years, now guess what? He's joining us on Entrepreneurs on Fire talking about his journey. So Kip, back to you. Let's talk about this and let's then you know, move into turning it all around. You love the word focus as well. You know, Follow one course until success. And um, 
that's a huge part of it. It's like, where are you focusing? You know, where's your language directing your attention? It's, you know, I have a huge background and I'm a certified master practitioner trainer in NLP, neuro linguistic program. And I know some of your past guests have been as well. And in that study, um, in the study of NLP, they've discovered that, you know, there's 2 million bits of information coming in at us every single second. Now, more studies uh, more recently actually say it's way more than that 2 million bits. But all the studies say that we are only consciously aware of 126 bits. And so if you think of like a waterfall of information coming over at you and it's 2 million drops every single second, you can only drink 126 of those droplets in. You know, one of my mentors, Dr. Matt James, says, imagine 2 million toothpicks falling and you can only grab 126 of them. Which 126 are you grabbing? And when we're comparing ourselves to everyone else, we're focusing on what makes them good and what makes us look weak or, you know, focusing on our shortcomings. And if we change that, we have the ability. That's the beautiful part of it is we have the ability to change which 126 we're grabbing. It's our hand going in that pile. You know, it's our eyes looking into that picture. We just have to gain that awareness and communicate with ourselves a little differently and build rapport with that 126 of our choosing. And once you do, it's, I mean, it's so simple, but it's so impactful. And often that's what gives everybody their aha moment where, you know, something switches and boom, their, their life starts changing in that moment. So I want to talk about mindset versus mind state. I mean, these are things that I don't think people really talk a lot about, the difference between actual mindset and mind state. So can you maybe talk about those two words and then what actually you found through studying them? I came up with mind state actually wow, just over a year and a half ago, probably doing a presentation for a supplement company. And they wanted me to teach something a little different to some of their people coming in um, and their sales team and you know to reach those higher levels. And it's like, you know, we're teaching them all this positive thinking and all this mindset stuff. And it's, they're hyped up at the event or the training and then they leave and it just kind of goes away. And well, the, the issue is, you know, we hear all the time, positive thinking, positive thinking. There's been books upon books written about it, movies, songs, everything. And it's a beautiful idea. And I'm totally for positive thinking. The problem with positive thinking is you actually have to think about it. And when you're already in a negative mind state, a mindset, already kind of in a negative place, and I'm not even talking about like true depression, I'm just talking about even being down, feeling blue, you're already thinking negative. So to think positive, you've got to really rise up and, you know, it becomes like a combative um, state going on in your mind. And the main problem is that when we have any mindset whatsoever, our body takes on a posture. So if you ask someone, you know, uh, sit like a depressed person would, they're, everyone's shoulders slump forward, roll in a little bit because you're trying to protect the heart subconsciously, and head stoops down, and, you know, you just kind of curl up almost in the fetal position. And you get in that position and try to think happy thoughts. You can watch a happy movie. You can do whatever. You can't break out of it. So what I started figuring out is, well, we can reverse that, get people to stand in a positive body posture in a power stance. I actually, uh, we do, we have a youth empowerment um, division of our company, 
And in these camps we run for kids, we teach them, it's like standing your superhero stance. And in that stance, same thing, you can't experience those low feelings. So that becomes mind state because it's like a Trojan horse that you're sending into your mind through your body because at a cellular level, our minds know, it's okay, when I'm in this particular body posture, this stance, I don't feel the way I'm feeling. And as long as you hold that posture, those feelings will begin to shift because your subconscious mind cannot make you or your body a liar. So it's going to give in. So as long as you hold that stance and it was actually taken to a level of going into uh, mental institutions and working with um, bipolar and manic depressives. And all they did is they assigned a staff member to each patient and had them follow them around and make sure they kept a smile on their face the majority of the day. And within two weeks, they had manic depressives. They claimed were completely cured with no other treatment, just wearing a smile and walking like they were happy. And it's so powerful. And you know, people come up to me at sales trainings I do, or even at just out and about who happen to know who I am. And they walk up to me, it's like, oh, I'm having this trouble in my relationship or, you know, whatever area of my life. And as they're standing there, their shoulders are slumped forward. You know, they're looking down. They're not standing in an empowered state. And you just fix that posturing for them. And it's like a switch. You automatically, there's a brightness in their eyes. Their language changes. It's magical. And it's so simple. You know, anyone can do it. Uh, it's just being consciously aware of, okay, what am I feeling? Okay, am I posturing that? Am I mimicking that behavior? Or am I acting as if? How do I want to be? and take on that posture. And that really helps shift that mindset so the positive thinking is much easier to pull off. Fire Nation, one thing that I've actually started doing every single night, and I don't honestly know if this works. Um, I think it does because I feel like I wake up a little more happy. But as I'm laying in bed and I'm just about to you know, fall asleep, I can feel myself starting to drift off, I just smile. I smile. And I, I don't know when I started doing this. It was a couple of years ago. I just kind of smiled, even if you know it was a bad day or even if I wasn't necessarily feeling great. I just smiled. I just you know put the corners of my mouth upwards and I smiled. And I do this every night. I smile. And you know I wake up and you know that's that. And again, I'm not like saying this has been some amazing change for me. I'm not positive. But you know I'd like to think that, hey, if I'm going to bed with at least a, or falling asleep with a smile on my face or having recently been on my face, that like my dream dreams might be a little happier, that, you know, my mind state and my mindset might be a little bit better. And that when I wake up, I might be, you know, it's just like these little things can really matter. And posture too, posture. I mean, you know, like that's why I do all these interviews standing up. So my diaphragm is expanded, my shoulders are back and I'm being able to, you know, bring the JLD French out in me and I'm just flailing my arms everywhere. Like I'm not hunched over my computer sitting down like, you know, like, ah, like I'm just back posture, shoulders back. And, you know, and honestly, and I smile like right now I'm smiling and I wonder if you could just tell that a second before I actually wasn't smiling, but now I am smiling. You can hear in the voice, even when you can't see my face, you can hear my smile. So just think about those things, Fire Nation. Try these things because sometimes they will just make huge differences for you. Sometimes they'll make very small and imperceptible changes to you that maybe you don't even recognize for weeks or months or years, but believe me, you do these things, they really do add up. And one thing that I see a lot of people struggle with, especially this day and age, Kip, is baggage. And there's just their inability to release 
the baggage that they may have had from, you know, any certain things that have gone throughout their life. I mean, I definitely had baggage coming back from war. I dealt with PTSD after spending 13 months in Iraq. There was definitely baggage there. And and I carried that with me. And I still, to this day, I'm sure have legitimate baggage from that. I mean, there's always going to be residue from these past traumatic experiences. So what do you have to say around releasing baggage? It's much easier than we're told. You know, we uh, look at the majority of commercials now are all about medication, right? We've shifted from bringing any kind of healing or curing from inside and taking it outside. We're looking for the solution out there somewhere. And we have so much more ability in our bodies and in our head than we give ourselves credit for. And and in all honesty, you know, we're just not taught that way. And we trust doctors in these commercials. And instead of looking for other solutions first, typically people go through the medical world backwards. You know, they, they start with the meds and maybe even surgeries. And then when that doesn't work for different illnesses, then all of a sudden they start looking for natural ways. And it's like, oh, you should have started there. You would have saved yourself so much. And with baggage, there's, um, you know, my co-founder and wife partner my rocks she um we both have battled our own depression i was suicidal at eight years old she was severely uh, severely depressed through her teenage years and that's what brought both of us here you know we spent years on meds and things just believing that um, and and uh, so many clients have worked with in this area and students have had have had the same thing you start to take that baggage on as not just a baggage of where you keep your issues, your skeletons, but it actually becomes an identity. And then once you take it as an identity, you've taken ownership of it and it starts to own you. And once we can shake people up a little bit and get them to realize that, no, that's not you. Those are things that happen. Absolutely. And many times it's horrendous things. You know, I've worked with clients with so many different phobias and PTSD and so many other things. And it's like, yeah, we're not saying anything about, you know, you have the right to go through the emotions in the moment. It's when those emotions stay around for years and years, it's, that doesn't have to happen. The problem is we're not taught this unless you go looking for it and know it exists, you know, these techniques. And once you begin to release that baggage, it's just, it's freeing. Now, the reason why we hold on to baggage so much is, you know, our, everyone knows we have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind, one of the prime directives of it is you know, preserving learnings and then self-protection. So it goes in kind of like a big claw machine, you know, where the, the kids are trying to, in an arcade, and they're trying to scoop up the toy with the claw. The problem is it never picks anything up. But the unconscious mind and subconscious mind is a lot like that. It's just this claw that goes in on any significant emotional event. And it's trying to pick up that learning. The problem is, is it doesn't know the difference between the emotion and the knowledge. So it scoops up all of it and then packs it in. And as a society, we're taught that when we start going through emotions, especially in the, you know, in the States, we're taught to sweep it under a rug, medicate it, you know, drink it away, whatever. Don't deal with it, especially for men, but even more so now for women than it's ever been because they're stepping into the workforce, coming on strong, and they're supposed to, you know, quote unquote, be these strong, independent women. 
so they're packing it away too. And actually women have the highest rating of depression of any age group from in the middle age uh, community where they're working into these executive positions because they're not allowed or they believe, you know, they're not allowed to deal with these things. And so this baggage just gets packed away even more. And then when it rises to the top, see that subconscious mind will actually present it later on in life when you are ready to deal with it. And in Hawaiian cultures and other Aboriginal cultures, they actually celebrate when that happens. They'll actually have ceremonies when it's big, large pieces of baggage you know, that have come up. But in most cultures now, we're taught, oh, no, that's bad. And we pack it back down more. And it becomes like holding a beach ball under water. You can hold it just under the rim, but the harder you try to push it down, the more the pressure is going to push back. And sooner or later, you're not going to be able to hold that air under the water and it's going to come out and it's going to come out at an inconvenient time, most likely. And so being able to deal with it, having the proper tools to just see things differently and communicate them differently to yourselves and to each other is so empowering and allows us to actually pick up on what those learnings are, because usually the emotion is actually packed so tight around it and it's so intense then we never even recognize the learnings. You know, the it's a cheesy quote. So many people hate it, but it's like there's a bright light from everything. There's a bright side. There's a silver lining. And there really is. It doesn't necessarily take away the pain of what happened, but there is a learning in there and it can be something very empowering. It's just we usually can't see it because of all that emotional baggage that's piled up there and our um, limiting beliefs that come from those come from those events. I mean, Fire Nation knows, Kip, that I love corny quotes, so keep those things coming. You'll make me look less bad and less corny, but <laughs> just let's sum this up for us. In one sentence, what is one single tip that you can give us about releasing baggage? Visualize yourself in that, in that instance, you know, in that event, and then actually disassociate from yourself, which means basically step out of your body in that picture, step out of it. And visualize yourself just walking around it. And that sounds so ridiculous to people until we actually run them through it. And then they're like, wow, I just felt this pressure release. <laughs> and actually, the further away from it you walk and the more you walk around it. The, even um, I had a colleague of mine once run me through a process where you stepped out and walked over to the other person's side of it. And he's like, I'm going to help you see the other side of it. And I was like, there's no way I'm in the right. you know. And then I walk over to it and I was like, Oh, wow. Yeah, I was a little bit of a jerk there. <laughs> Fire Nation, there's always the other side. I mean, you know, you try these things because you just never know. I mean, I, I just got to say, for people that are just unwilling to accept change, for people that are unwilling to try something, then, you know, how's that working out for you? If it's working out for you, great, awesome. But if you are struggling, if you're having, you know, struggles with depression and this weight, this baggage, you know, this is around here, then it's worth at least giving it a try because it really just might work. And Fire Nation, we have some more value bombs coming your way. We're going to take a quick little chat with Billy Jean and then we'll be right back. Fire Nation, I'm here with Ian Siegel, the CEO of Zip Recruiter. And Ian, I've heard some employers struggle with getting enough qualified candidates to choose from. Do you have any suggestions for them? Well, every month, ZipRecruiter gets hundreds of thousands of jobs directly posted to our website. And as a result of that, we have a lot of data on what works and what doesn't work. And one of the really interesting things we uncovered is that the way you describe the requirements for your job will directly impact 
how many candidates you get, and in particular, the gender of the candidates who apply to your jobs, we have discovered a set of what we'd call gender-biased keywords that will heavily influence which gender decides to apply or not. Examples of this would include, do you say, I need ambitious go-getters who are willing to hard charge? If you use those as your descriptors, you're going to get a lot of men. Do you say, we have a nurturing environment on our customer support team? If you use those words, you're going to get a lot of women. You want to be thoughtful about using gender-neutral terms to maximize the candidate pool that you get and to get a nice balance between men and women applying. Fire Nation, now these are actionable tips. And ask yourself, are you being mindful about the language you use in your posts? If you're paying money for a job post, you want to make sure you're making the most of it and cast the widest net possible. So heed the advice of experts to optimize what you put out there. Once your job description is optimized, ZipRecruiter scans millions of job seeker profiles and resumes on ZipRecruiter and across its network of over 100 job boards to find the right candidates and actively invite them to apply. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter Recruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. based on Trustpilot ratings of hiring sites with over a thousand reviews. And right now, Fire Nation, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-I-R-E, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest web way to hire. So Kip, I love this quote. Conscious mind is the goal setter. Unconscious mind is the goal getter. So one more time. The conscious mind, that's the goal setter, sets the goals. The unconscious mind is the goal getter, goes and accomplishes and gets those goals. Talk that out a little bit. The subconscious mind is basically a five-year-old. So it needs to be very simple for the subconscious mind. But there's certain rules that apply, and we need to put a date on it. But we talk, most people set goals as I'm going to, or someday I'll, or one day I will, you know, do this. And well, to the subconscious mind, it's like, well, okay, going to means I'm not doing it now. Um, one day is not today, you know, someday is nowhere on the calendar. And so it never feels the urge to take action. So if you actually state your goals in the present, saying, I am currently enjoying this. I am so happy and grateful that right now I am living on my mansion in Malibu, you know, looking over the ocean and and say it like it's happening right now. Once again, like we mentioned earlier, the subconscious mind will not allow us to be a liar. So if we hold on to that and you know, focus on that picture and really keep it ingrained in us, our subconscious mind will start triggering the behaviors of the person that has that to go and get it. And you know, I, when I work with different clients on this, one, that's one of the things they'll bring up. It's like, well, that's a lie. I can't say that. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not a lie. It's telling the truth in advance. If you really want it and you're willing to put in the work to get it, then that's all it is. You're telling the truth in advance. You're not lying. Make it happen. Make it the truth. Don't shy away from it because right now it may not, quote unquote, be true. Go get it. Make it yours. You can't have that desire if it's not possible for you. I think a lot of people, especially in the entrepreneurial world, do a really job managing stress. I mean, we have so much on our plate. You know, sometimes when we're solo producers, 
we're trying to do everything. You know, we're trying to create our content, run our website, do the back end, do the front end, be the face, you know, be the this, be the that. And like, well, there's just so much going on and it's so overwhelming. So we as entrepreneurs need to become good at managing stress because it's just part of life. It's part of the day-to-day that we've signed up for. So how do we become better at managing stress? One of the prime directives with the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind is it takes everything personally. And we as people tend to just follow right in with that. And usually, you know, stress typically comes from doing something you really don't want to do, agreeing to things we don't want to do. And because we program ourselves, you know, we're programmed from a very young age to, oh, be polite. And it's nice to do things for people. And it's fantastic. I love helping other people. I love doing pro bono work. I'm very passionate about what I do, but we need to get selective for one on what we agree to, you know, the, the quote of, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And I think I actually first heard that on your podcast. Yeah. And I loved it, (laughs) read the book, followed it and incorporated it in my life. And that's the biggest thing people need to do. Now, stress in the moment, you know, there's going to be stress, but there is good stress and bad stress. And people usually label it under all under one. But there actually is good stress and it's, and it's motivating. You know, um, Bruce Springsteen is stressed before he steps on stage. <laughs> but he says, he's like, that's when I know I'm ready. He's like, if I don't throw up before I go, then I don't love it enough. So there is, you know, the difference in being able to recognize what's the good from it and what's the quote unquote negative from it. And in those states where, you know, things like anxiety start kicking in or just high stress, however you, you want to call it. It's actually a process like we just talked about that um, disassociation technique and with something that's future paced because we can't be stressed about something that happened in the past. Really, you know, that becomes guilt. We're stressed about something that's about to happen. Well, it hasn't happened yet. So we have complete control over the steps we take to get there. So kind of visualize yourself going 15 minutes or so past that event. And just really take ownership and visualize this bright, beautiful picture in your mind of it completing successfully and then just lock that in and live there, enjoy it, and then come back to now and see the steps along the way you took to get there. You know, it's kind of like the reverse engineering process that they teach in Harvard and so many other business schools now of visualize it the way you want it, achieving the goal, and then just take the steps backwards, see what happened. And then when you get back to present, turn around and just walk up the mountain and go get it. I think those last three words, Fire Nation, are so key. Go get it. You know, that goes to actually taking action, Fire Nation, being a person who's putting one step in front of the other to achieve those results. And these are like some things that you really have focused on in your journey, Kip, is both taking action and achieving results. So I kind of want to move into that. But, you know, before I let you kind of loose in that area, I want to just go back and highlight that one thing that you said that has been said on my show multiple times because it's so true, Fire Nation. If it's not a heck yes, it's a no. And guess what? That's going to change and evolve over the years because what's a hell yes for me back in 2012, 2014, 2015 is not still a heck yes, a hell yes here in 2018, 2019, 2020 and beyond. So that's going to evolve, but just make sure that you realize that when you're saying yes to things, that right now in this moment in time, it is something that you are like, hell yes, let's do this. Otherwise, something else is going to come around and that thing should be a no. So 
back to taking action and achieving results. Kip, take that away. With New Year's resolutions, right? Everyone sets all these amazing goals and then January 1st comes and they're all pumped up, ready to go and they go get it or they go after it. By January 15th, what, like 80 or 90% of people have fallen off and they're you know, those things were a memory. They've gone from gym memberships to eating ho-hos on the couch. And a big part of the problem with that is because the goal is so huge. You know, we said, oh, I'm going to I'm going to dispose of 50 pounds. You know, and that's the only goal or I'm going to make 10 million dollars. And they're starting at zero. Well, the problem is that's too far. We're going to lose interest. Like I say, the, the subconscious mind is a five-year-old short attention span. <laughs> so you set that big goal, that beautiful picture of what life is going to be like, you know, the avatar for yourself of what your dream life is, but then figure out the small goals to get there. And it's about taking the steps and staying on course, but also it's about being able to look back and celebrate. And one of the Big things that I've worked with a lot of health and fitness coaches to help them you know, be better coaches to their clients. And one of the biggest, most awesome tools I've ever taught is so simple. It's celebrate at 90 percent. How many people can never get that last five or 10 pounds off? It's because we're so close that it's like, yeah, you know, it's like I look good enough. So when you get to that last five or 10 pounds, you know, that last 10% of your goal, whatever it is, celebrate there like you just accomplished it and then set the new goal with that last 10% as the first 10% of the next step. And shifting that way of looking at it, that new perspective on it, just keeps that momentum going and keeps you pumped up and still gives you the celebration. Because once again, that five-year-old that's running your life, that subconscious mind, wants that celebration. You know, it wants the confetti at the birthday party. It doesn't see the anything else beyond that. It wants that celebration. And doing that triggers the behavior, anchors it in of wanting to do it more and accomplish more. So you set these smaller steps along the way and those smaller steps, as you accomplish them, it's about that celebration and it's building that momentum and creating that that mindset, that lock on of Yes, this is worth the effort because otherwise it's a whole lot of work with not a lot of payoff because we're not focusing on the steps that we've accomplished already. We're just looking at, oh, I wanted to get 50 pounds off and I've only gotten 35. You know, I'm still 15 short. Like we look at it that way of what's missing. So we change that and it's like, look, I've already accomplished all this. Now it's on to the next step, on to the next step. And I've done that, you know, in my own life so many times. I, I was given the honor of, I was on a team of coaches, 250 coaches were selected out of a possible almost 10,000 to go in, we were hired by the president of Paraguay and go in and teach heartfelt leadership to his nation, we worked with politicians, worked with corporations there. And it was transformational for me, probably 10 times more than it was for the people I was teaching and working with there. Because while I was there, I just kept thinking, like, wow, I'm the kid who was suicidal. You know, I, I'm the guy who a couple years ago was living in my car. It's like now I'm here with diplomats and all these other people. It's like, how did I get here? You know, that was way too big of a goal to set. Set it out when I first heard about it, but then started looking and say, like, okay, what steps can I take along the way to get there and keep that momentum going? And that gives you the belief of, you know, I can accomplish this step. I can't do this all in one leap. You know, I can't 
leap from one end of my bedroom to the other, but I can take multiple hops to get there or even steps or if I have to baby crawl all the way across, I can do that. I have more than enough confidence to handle that. Then I'll get to the other side of the room and actually go in like that. You'll see more things along the way because you're not focusing on this huge picture that's so far out and so unrealistic. So you're seeing things in the moment as you go along and you learn more along the process. Fire Nation momentum is so hard to achieve. You just have to start small, get that initial momentum going. And once it starts, it's so much easier to maintain and to grow and to start that snowball effect. And Kip, we could talk about a lot of things right now, but how I want to you know, kind of wrap this conversation up right now is talking about the importance of rapport. So kind of go into that. Why do you see that as something worthy of chatting about right now? What is the importance of rapport? Everything is communication, and the meaning of communication is the response you get. Well, you know, rapport is the connection we have in communication, and you know, things like depression and anxiety and stress and all this have often been referred to as being out of rapport with yourself. And that's the most important person you can ever have rapport with. You know, you can have the best connection with your wife, your, your team at work, your kids, but you're really not going to if you don't have a good rapport with yourself. And you can't love anyone more than you love for yourself. And I fought with that for a long time because there was a long time in my life, you know, in my teenage years and things where I was like, I hate myself, but I love so many other people. And so I, like, well, I can't. And then finally I figured out, I was like, oh, yeah, I can't show up for them like they deserve, like I want to for them because I don't feel I'm worthy of that. So I started connecting that rapport with myself. And as a survival technique, actually, I learned rapport kind of through environment growing up in you know, abusive situations and things. I started realizing that if you connect with people, it's like, wow, if I can make him laugh or I can make him like me, I'm not going to get punched or I'm not going to you know, get messed with. And now I take it in, you know, it's salespeople have to build rapport with their clients and you a parent needs to have rapport with their kids, a high level of rapport. You know, so many people say, oh, I'm not in sales. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a stay at home parent. It's like, okay, well, my favorite quotes is if you're a parent, then you need to be a far better salesman than that drug dealer on the street when it comes to your kids. And it's all about building that rapport. You have to build a trust and an openness and line of communication with your kids, with whoever's in your life. And like I say, it all starts with the communication we have with ourselves. And as you have the better con- communication with yourself, because once again, like we talked about, um, things that are too big picture get hard to focus on, get hard to really go after because we're like, oh, I have to build rapport with everyone. It's like, no, don't look at it like that. Focus on the rapport with yourself. And as you start to communicate with yourself better, you start to like yourself better. It shows in everything we've already talked about, like your body posture, the tone of voice you have, just how you interact with people is going to be totally different because of that rapport level you have with yourself. And as you do it with yourself, as you communicate with other people and interact with them, automatically that rapport starts just shining out and connecting with them because there's something about you they like and they don't even know what it is. And there are different things with matching and mirroring and all things where you can connect with someone even faster. But I've found time and time again that the better rapport I am in with myself, the easier it happens. I mean, you think about it, you walk into a place and you look all grumpy and your lower lips sticking out and your face is all red and you just look like you're angry at the world. 
who's going to talk to you? You know, no one's going to want to, no one's going to approach you. doesn't matter what the situation is. doesn't matter what kind of car you drive or, or how attractive you are and anything else. Cause you're not going to be that attractive in that body posture. So it's getting that communication correct with yourself first and the rest will fall into place. You know, I've had it happen so many times of my kids, the school they go to just going through the interview process to get a man. Cause it's this really nice private school here locally. And just through a few minutes meeting with someone, they're like, hang on, I want you to meet the founder. And then the founder comes in and starts talking to us about redoing their entire curriculum, teaching these processes through each area of school from the physical education to math class to science class and all this other, all these other you know, ways to get in and teach it without actually teaching it. You know, so the kids are just in that kind of environment and absorb it naturally. It's, and we didn't go in for that. I had no clue. And she trusts us right off the bat because of that rapport. And, you know, I've gone into the DMV and you're know, the most miserable place on the earth, if you ask most people. And within a couple minute conversation of someone, just small talk, but the way I would carry myself, the person's like bending all these rules and like changing different, um, different records on the computer to actually save me money on taxes and license plate fees and registration and that stuff's all set and she's like oh no 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 i can i can change this because that's just not right that you sh should pay that much just because of the car you drive and, are you serious i didn't know that was a thing and she just offers it and it's beautiful the world really starts changing and it becomes like a magic wand but it all starts from just how you communicate with yourself and how you choose to see your life in the world Fire Nation, how are you going to choose to see your life in the world? And I really want you to recognize it's a choice. It truly is a choice. So Kip, this has been a great audio masterclass. I mean, I love talking about freeing your mind, freeing your heart, living the life that you desire. So let's wrap this up with a nice little bow and give us a parting piece of guidance. And then let us know something that we can do to find more about you. And then we'll say goodbye. Focus on exactly what you want. Don't listen to the naysayers. You know, it's all been said so many times over and over again, but it is so true. It's you wouldn't have the desire for something if you weren't capable of doing it in some form. You know, people get locked into like, well, I love basketball, but I'm too old to be you know, running off and joining the NBA. It's like, OK, but what can you do that's close to that? You, know, you could coach a team. You could volunteer somewhere. You could get around it, get in that energy. And then ideas will pop up sooner or later and you'll find something. And it's people get locked into many times of, well, I can't do it at this level or in this particular way that I'm most knowledgeable with or you know, most common way of seeing it, like being the star player. They don't even think about the behind the scenes. You know, everybody thinks about the lead singer. No one thinks about the producer behind the scenes really making the magic happen or the songwriters. And it's like, there's so many other layers to everything. So it's like, really explore it and don't be afraid of that. You know, dive in, take a, take an improv class, take a cooking course, you know, explore the world, explore your life. You're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. Why not be happy with it? You know, like Jim Carrey said, you can fail at something you hate. So why not fail at something? <laughs> if you're going to fail at anything, fail at something you really love. And the best ways to find me, you know, I'm all over Facebook and Instagram. And probably the absolute best way is mental and emotional freedom.com. If you put slash fire, I have a lot of special gifts coming for Fire Nation because say it's such a celebration to make it to this point and lots of other things going on in our life and business that 
we were super excited about it. It's like, this is going to be a celebration and our tribe is going to celebrate with us. So we have um, 30 days to empowered positive thinking. It's shifting your mindset to seeing possibility and opportunity in place of obstacles. It's fantastic course. So simple. A couple minutes a day walks people through to start changing a lot of this mindset and perception we have of things. And then I have some other things coming after that, but it's like, I didn't want to dump everything on them in the beginning because then it'd be way too much, but it's going to blow some people's minds some of the stuff that we have in store for Fire Nation. I love all of this and Fire Nation. Just one thing that I really want to highlight from what Kip just shared, you can fail at something that you absolutely hate. You can, you can fail at something that you hate doing but you can also fail something you love doing. So why not choose to do something that you love, something you're passionate about, something you're curious about? Because if failure comes, it'll be in that area. Then you can learn from that, improve, adjust, tweak, pivot, move forward. I mean, a great example for one of my buddies, Lewis House. You know, he was on his way to the NFL. He was playing in the professional league up in Canada um, as a great linebacker. And guess what? He was going there and then he got injured and he missed that high level of competition. He didn't think he could ever get back there. So he said, what other things could I do now that I've kind of the NFL is out of my grasp. And now he was able to become skilled and he trained himself in handball. And now he's on the USA national handball team. He represents the United States all around the world. And then things like, you know, potentially the Olympics. I mean, this is now an Olympic sport. So crazy things when you, when you kind of think in that perspective and fire nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with KB and JLD today. So keep up the heat. And of course, head over to eofire.com. Type KIP, K-I-P, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. And of course, and KIP, correct me if I'm not getting this completely right, mentalandemotionalfreedom.com slash fire. Is that it? Yes. So mental and, A-N-D, mentalandemotionalfreedom.com slash fire. But of course, we'll have all those links on the show notes page as well. And Kip, thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Kip today. And if you're ready to master productivity, master discipline, and master focus, I mean, hello, you can do that in 100 days by simply visiting themasteryjournal.com and you will have the exact system, Fire Nation, that you need to ignite. Visit themasteryjournal.com. That's themasteryjournal.com. Use promo code podcast as a nice little discount and thank you for listening to my podcast and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Successful businesses rely on quality people because quality people will help your business scale and grow, but finding the right people can be tough. That's why I love ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills and experience, and then actively invites them to apply for your job. That means you get quality candidates fast. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.